Goddard Job Admission Street. This is PeelPot.com. The Week in Georgia. In English, coming to you from the Mission District in San Francisco, home of the Dead Kennedys, today is Thursday, the 6th of December. On this date, in 1240, the Siege of Kiev ends in a Mongol victory, allowing Batu Khan and the Golden Horde to kill most of the population and move westward into Europe. 1865, the state of Georgia ratifies the 13th Amendment to the United States Constitution, the final vote needed to abolish most slavery and involuntary servitude in the country. 1917, the Finnish Declaration of Independence is adopted by Parliament. 1941, the Finnish offensive into East Karelia is halted by Soviet forces during what Finns called the Continuation War and the Soviets called the Soviet-Finnish Front of the Great Patriotic War. Finns ultimately kick ass in addition to inventing the term Maltov cocktail. 1942, Orthodox priest and later Saint Grigol Pedadze, native of Gurjani, is killed at Auschwitz. He apparently either, apparently either he took the blame for the murder of a German officer to spare other prisoners or took the place of a Jewish prisoner uh, with a large family who was going to be killed. 1953, Russian-American author Vladimir Nabokov finishes Lolita. 1956, the Hungarian and USSR water polo teams play each other incredibly aggressively at the Melbourne Olympics in what became known as the Blood in the Water match. 1989, young Canadian man kills 14 women at the Ecole Polytechnique massacre in Montreal, claiming to be fighting feminism. 1917, United States President Donald Trump announces the U.S. recognition of Jerusalem as the capital of Israel against the wishes of all peace-loving Israelis and orders the U.S. Embassy in Israel be moved to Tel Aviv. The sign that they put there, his name is bigger than that of Jerusalem. In Azerbaijan, it is National Day of the Ministry of Communications and Information Technologies. I'm your host, Mark Mullen. If you'd like to come on the forum or ask a question, go to tbilpod.com or send us an email at tbilpod, T-B-L-P-O-D, at gmail.com. Ministry of Finance submitted their 2019 budget to Parliament on the 30th. Among the most noticeable changes is a reduction of the presidential administration's budget by 40% to 6 million lati, a subsequent reduction in his administrative staff from 140 to 60 people, the elimination of the Presidential Reserve Fund, which has been used for special projects by the President. The initial draft presented two weeks prior gave the Presidential uh, Administration 9.8 million lani, 140 employees, 5 million lari reserve fund. Vice Speaker Tom, Tamar Chugoshvili said that the resources are allocated, that uh, they are allocated in proportional to workloads, while European Georgian MP Irakli Abashidze, oh, sorry, Abesadze commented that it seems that having it in mind the example of current President Georgi Margvelashvili's disobedience, Bitsina Ivanashvili decided to limit the president-elect's independence and political activity as much as possible. That it's first of all expressed in depriving President-elect Salome Zurabashvili of financial independence. Margvelashvili called the change unprofessional and aimed at weakening the presidency and said that the finance ministry had not reached out at all to the current presidential administration, which is both very qualified and justly to justify staff and expenses, and will also be immediately affected by the cuts. Zurabashvili, who was elected with full Oatsneva support, said that there are no problems final budget will be approved later this month. Zurabashvili said in a series of TV interviews that her domestic priorities are for, uh, for her term will be unifying society, while her international goal is EU and NATO membership. She also announced her first foreign visit 
to Brussels, followed by Berlin, Paris, and then the Baltic capitals, commenting on concerns about the election. She said that there were shortcomings in the election, but overall it was a very European campaign, especially from her side. She also said that she planned to work with Otsnaba, but still considers herself independent with her own principles and red lines. Her inauguration will be held in Tel Aviv, a region she lost in the runoff. Her future head of presidential administration, Lasha Zhvania, said that they chose the location to show above all she will be a president of the regions, that she will pay attention to the regions, um, and of course, possibly because of her loss there. The Interior Ministry said uh, that they have arrested six Ukrainians and one Georgian who had been fighting in Ukraine as part of the Donbass Battalion for legal, illegal arms possession. They found the two in Tbilisi hotels on the 2nd, just before an opposition rally was scheduled to begin with two handguns, one handmade rifle, and other weapons. Semen Senachenko, founder of the Donbass Brigade and a Ukrainian opposition politician, was also present but not arrested as he holds a diplomatic passport. The group arrived in Georgia on the 27th of November, and their reason for having the weapons have not been determined, but the Interior Ministry statement said that they are looking into a connection between their presence in the ongoing political processes in Georgia. Pro-Otsneva media has been trying to emphasize the possible links between Ukrainian militiamen and statements by ex-president and United National Movement Chairman Misha Saakashvili calling for another Rose Revolution. The detainees claim that the police planted the illegal articles on them and have begun a hunger strike in protest. Semenchenko said on Facebook that they were in the country as tourists and that the Georgian government is trying to create a fake provocation and is using them for a political agenda. The United National Movement-led United Coalition held a peaceful rally attended by a few thousand people on the 2nd in front of the Tbilisi's, uh, Tbilisi's parliament, calling for the results of the election to be voided and for early proportional parliamentary elections. The current system has a little over half of the MPs elected proportionally, the remainder by a single-member uh, district plurality system. Vashadze spoke, calling the election a criminal terrorist operation against the people of Georgia and arguing for changes to the composition of election administration, uh, filling the commissions with NGO representatives, international experts, and opposition parties, and for banning ministers and their deputies from campaigning. He offered to set up a working group with Otsneba and gave them until the 16th to respond to his demands. He also showed some fake IDs that he said had been used to vote several times in the election. Misha also spoke via Skype. European Georgia and their presidential candidate, Dato Bakradze, joined the call for early elections, but declined to participate in the protest, saying that while they agreed that the elections were undemocratic and with most of Vashadze's other demands, they believed that the main road of political struggle lies with political reforms rather than street rallies. The Republican Party, which also had endorsed Bashadze, declined to join the rally. Parliamentary Speaker Irakli Kobachidze responded to the protest by calling UNM an anti-state force. Deputy Parliamentary Speaker Chugoshvili confirmed that the next elections would be held in 2020. Mark Velashvili and Zudabashvili met privately at the presidential palace on the 3rd, where, they where he congratulated her. She confirmed her commitment to a stable and democratic transition of the now largely ceremonial office. Prime Minister uh, Bakhtadze also congratulated her and took the opportunity to add that attempts to question the election results are destined to fail. Everyone should respect the choice of the people. Lots of other people also congratulated Zudabashvili, including European Council President Donald Tusk, European Commission President Jean-Claude Juncker, Armenian President Armin Sarkeesian, Armenian Prime Minister Nikol Pashinyan, Belarusian President Alexander Lukashenko, 
Estonian President Kirsty Kaljulid, uh, French President Emmanuel Macron, Lithuanian President Dalia Griboskaite, Turkish Foreign Ministry, NATO Deputy Assistant Secretary General for Political Affairs and Special Representative for the Caucasus and Central Asia, James Abthurai, Ukrainian President Petro Poroshenko, British Minister of State for Europe and the Americas at the Foreign Commonwealth Office of the United Kingdom, Alan Duncan, and President of the United Nations General Assembly, Maria Fernanda Espinoza Graces. Other organizations and uh, governments also commented following a meeting of various European ambassadors uh, and the U.S. Charged Affairs, the U.S. Ambassador to Georgia, sorry, the EU Ambassador to Georgia, Carl Hartzell, said that they congratulated Zudabashvili, but that they regret the overall negative campaigning and the sharp polarization of the media and the lack of analytical reporting and condemn all acts of violence, threats of violence, and hate speech during the campaign, which do not belong in a democratic society. Adding that, from high ambitions follow high standards. When asked about the election, Russian Foreign Ministry spokesman Spokesperson Maria Zakharov said that Russia is maintaining its position in respect to Georgia, then blamed Georgia for causing problems for the people of both countries by breaking diplomatic ties. She didn't mention the invasion and occupation. Abkhazian Foreign Minister Daur Kove said that he hoped Zurabashvili's election could serve as a positive foundation for building interstate dialogue between our states. While South Ossetian Foreign Minister Dmitry uh, Medoev said that it was a domestic affair that has nothing to do with them. The National Democratic Institute, U.S.-based NGO that I was head of a gazillion years ago in Georgia, that they sent election observers, uh, said that the runoff uh, experienced sporadic incidents of violence, reports of intimidation, other practices that violated the spirit, arguably the letter of election law, and noted that the inter-election period Otsneva leaders made almost daily announcements of the state projects and promises of social spending. Aside from violations mentioned last week from reports by Transparency International and other local NGOs, NDI also reported seeing group and proxy voting, instances of voter voters with traces of ink permitted to vote, failing to properly check voters for ink, and failing to properly ink voters. They added that democratic governance is what sets Georgia apart from its authoritarian neighbors and that squandering this asset would have immeasurable cost. The OSCE, OSCE Office for Democratic Institutions and Human Rights, or as it's called, ODIR, the ODIR Parliamentary, the OSCE Parliamentary Assembly and Parliamentary Assembly of the Council of Europe and the European Parliament, released a joint statement on the elections noting concerns about aggressive rhetoric, blurring lines between state and party, misuse of administrative resources, surprisingly generous donations to Otsneba, and the gathering of voter data and mapping of political preferences leading to the possibility for voter intimidation. Residents of the predominantly Georgian Gali district of Abkhazia said that for a week prior to the election, um, they were unofficially given, residents were given permission to smuggle counterfeit cigarettes from Gali to Zubdidi. They believe this was an attempt to buy votes since there are few good reasons to allow smuggling, which is normally punishable by confiscation of goods and a fine of up to 2,000 lati. The ambassadors of the UK, the US, and Netherlands spent election day in Marneuli, which has historically been a site of pre-election uh, issues, uh, tensions, and sometimes violence. Um, also, it is largely Azeri, and a large number of Azeris, um, along with Armenians, support um, the opposition. Laid-off employees of Iberia TV have begun publicly criticizing 
owner Zaza Okuashvili and his wife MP Nato Chedze for using them in a financial spat with the government. They claim to be owed back wages and compensation for their firing. The staff also said that they were forced to attend a protest in September in order to receive a portion of their wages that they owed. The Georgian Young Lawyers Association is representing them and says that Georgian law requires that employees be paid two months' wages if they're fired without notice. MP Chedze responded by telling them to ask the government for their pay. One journalist is also planning on suing Okoashvili for violating privacy laws while discussing the journalist's salaries on TV Pirveli. Omega Group, the company that owns Ibelia TV and Okoashvili, have been involved in a bunch of drawn-out and complicated conflicts with the government involving back taxes, freezing of assets, alleged dumping in the tobacco industry, allegations of politically motivated government actions, and pressure on the free press, then series of recordings that seem to implicate its neighbor leaders in corruption and other illegal and unsavory acts. Foreign Minister uh, David Zalik, uh, Zalkaliani and Ukrainian Foreign Minister Pavlo Klimkin met with foreign ministers of the North Atlantic Council on the 4th and 5th in Brussels. He also met individually with NATO Secretary General Jens Stolenberg, Klimkin, and Romanian Foreign Minister Tedor Melescanu. Zalkaliani is now in Milan for the 25th OSCE Ministerial Council on the 6th and 7th. Chechen state-run channel Grozny TV announced a plan to renovate a road connecting Chechnya's Itumkali district with Khevsureti to open a second border crossing between Russia and Georgia. The government, Georgian government says that they have heard nothing about the plan to open the border crossing. The construction of the 66-kilometer Grozny Shatoy Itumkali Shatili Road was included in a 2012 social and economic development strategy for Chechnya, and the Chechen president, Ramzan Kadyrov, mentioned the project in April this year, expressing hope that it would encourage Arab tourists to visit Chechen resorts. Construction of the road was also discussed in the late 90s, but Georgia declined to build a road from Shatili to the Russian border, citing ongoing conflict between Russian state and Chechen rebels, and the parts of the road that had been built on the Chechen side were bombed by Russian forces, who claimed it was being used for weapons trafficking. Misha associate and former culture minister Nikusha Rudua was found dead in his Tbilisi apartment on the 4th, dying at age 50 in an apparent heart attack. He was an important guy in Javi Oseliani's crew, then left quick in the early 90s for Atlanta, Georgia, where he learned English, um, became very, very interested in democracy, was more or less self-educated, came back a year before the revolution worked with Vanya and then later um, with uh, with Misha's teams. We're sorry to see him go. He's my daughter's godfather. Georgian Shia Muslim leader uh, Mirtahi Asadov was arrested under disputed circumstances two weeks ago, has been released. The Azeri government said that he was arrested for hooliganism and resisting police after swearing loudly on his phone in public, while Asadov's family says It's likely because of political activities, including perhaps his criticism of the Georgian government. 44-year-old Pankizi Gorge native Adam Gumashvili was reported to have been killed in Syria on the 28th of November. He was initially reported killed in the 2017 Tbilisi special operation that killed uh, Ahmed Chataev, but this time his family confirms the death. He apparently went to Syria to join ISIS in 2013 with his 18-year-old son, a weirdo, and is now one of the last 
31 former Pankhizi residents to have died there. There were reports in 2016 that Gumsashvili was the Minister of Justice for ISIS's Russian and Circassian members, and then he made an audio recording that year calling on more Pankhizi residents to come to Syria and calling on his and calling his family cowards for not joining. The, the Gumashvili's are apparently a prominent family in Pankhizi with relatives including well-known local poet and writer, former chairman of the Pankhizi Council of Elders, a deputy governor, head of administration of Duisi, the gorgeous largest village. Adam's son, Sultan Gumashvili, also died in Syria in a 2016 air raid. Facebook uh, housing listings have been discussed in groups like Georgian Wanderers regarding racist price categories. For example, listing the rent at $250 a month, but $300 for Indian or Chinese people. UNESCO listed traditional Georgian wrestling, Chidaoba, as an intangible, intangible cultural heritage in November, making it the fourth Georgian item on the list after polyphonic singing, kvevri winemaking, and the living culture of three writing systems of the Georgian alphabet. Stuff to read. The Daily Beast covered Zudovashvili's election, interviewing her and calling her an unlikely candidate who won with the backing of a shadowy uh, billionaire with the unbelievably toolish uh, metaphor still broke. She broke through the ceiling as rock solid as Georgia's ancient castles. Oof. The interview mostly covers things widely reported in local media, but there are a few new things, like the fact that Zurabashvili's daughter, Ketavan, says that the aggression of the campaign has persuaded her never to enter politics, and the influence of future Jimmy Carter advisor and realist Brzezinski on Zurabashvili during her time at Columbia University. Civil.ge published some opinions of Georgian experts on the election. Tbilisi State University political scientist Corneli Kakachia thought... But the biggest problems are the elections or the announcement by the government that they're going to write off 600,000 um, of people's bad debts and use the administrative resource, 600,000 people's bad debts, which is a big chunk of the voters, use use of administrative resource to support Zudovashvili's campaign. He also expressed alarm at the polarization and politicization of the media, which he says has hurt their reputations and credibility. Gianodia of Ilya Chapchevadze State University thinks Zurabashvili won because Otsneba successfully scared people about a possible UNM Misha comeback and because their use of voter intimidation, vote buying and ballot secrecy violations. He says that while he is unconvinced by the opposition refusal to recognize the results of the vote, these violations have hurt the legitimacy of the win. Meanwhile, Tornike Sharashidze of the Georgian Institute for Public Affairs noted that Otsneba paid a high price for a symbolic post, damaging their reputation and obtaining an unpopular president. While Vashadze has, despite his loss, shown potential as a political figure, not fully beholden to Misha and capable of uniting opposition parties. Caucus's research, resource, research Resource Center released a needs assessment for countering violent extremism in Georgia. Good of them to be thinking and writing about this. They noted that Georgia's Muslim popula population has the second highest rate of travel to Syria and Iraq to join extremist groups of the former Soviet countries with at least 41, but possibly more than 200 fighters. They also note that Georgians have gone to fight in Ukraine, that um, internal far-right extremism is rising. Jihadists typically come from either the Pankhizi Gorge or Jar and eco-migrant communities though few ethnic Azeris have also gone to fight in Iraq and Syria. 
the CRC study finds that religion is not the driving factor for radicalization in the country overall. And they recommend that any counter-extremism programs focus on both Christian and Muslim communities. They also found that Muslims do feel somewhat persecuted by Georgian society at large. And this feeling is another driver of radicalization that can be combated with inter-ethnic and inter-religious group programming. Communities that have lost members to uh, jihad also trust security forces much less than others. And the CRC recommends community policing, hiring local officers and religious sensitivity training. Among other things, the study also found that many members of these communities were unaware of the range of government services available to them, and they want NGO support for developing small and medium enterprises, agriculture, tourism, as well as general vocational and English language training. OC Media wrote about JARTI, or junk collectors, in Tbilisi. They scrounge for old electronics, tear them apart with metal in, metal inside. There are two categories of JARTI collectors, those who collect black metal, low-value iron, tin, and steel, and those who collect color metal, more expensive copper, brass, and aluminum. Black metal is mostly sold to the metallurgical plant in Rustavi, but there are no facilities for processing color metals in Georgia, so those are exported. Overall, the JARTI collectors make about 20 or 30 tetri per kilo. One described his work by saying, we have a noble profession. We help the poor people who've got nothing else to sell. However, business is slowing as people have gradually gotten rid of the heavier but uh, higher quality metal Soviet technologies in their home. In October, Garnet Press published Unveiling Vajab Shavela, a hardback selection edited and illustrated by Ukrainian-Georgian artist Andro Semeko and translated by Donald Rayfield of three longer poems and nine lyrics together with stories about Vaja by Antelidze and uh, Kordzaya Samadashvili, some of the texts being printed in both languages. For sale, uh, £12.95. Pence, Rayfield is a truly great writer in addition to being a great translator. I cannot wait to read this. This should top everybody's Christmas list. Um, it is on uh, Semeco, Andrew Semeco's uh, website for sale. The easiest place I can find to buy it online is Foils. That's F-O-Y-L-E-S. If you Google Foils, F-O-Y-L-E-S and Vaja, V-A-Z-H-A, you will find it. All this stuff to read is posted on our forum. This week's dive bar number is 10, the length in kilometers of all the escalators in the Tbilisi metro system combined. On the 7th, the Bookhouse at Bakhtarioni will host a lecture by Eastern European University's Inga Zhenti on Samuel Beckett's Waiting for Godot at 7 p.m. The exhibit, the exhibit Fifth Room Correction by Mistake by Georgian contemporary artist Chubika is on display at the National Academy of Sciences in Tbilisi through the 8th of December, so get there quick. On the 8th at 2 p.m., a group of animal lovers will be rallying outside the Rustavelli metro and trying to find homes for some lonely puppies and kittens. Later that day at 3.15, a group of local vegetarians and vegans will protest in front of the Tbilisi Parliament building in an effort to change the name of the village Tzchavchamia, sheep eaters, just north of the city, to something more humane. On the, uh, the 19th Tbilisi International Film Festival, TIFF closes on the 9th with daily screenings and events focusing on Italy, the 100th anniversary of, the Baltic, of Baltic independence, and director Ingemar Bergman. Visit tbilisifilmfestival.ge for further information. 
On the 9th, the National Botanical Garden in Tbilisi is hosting a chocolate festival from 12 to 6 p.m. with local and international chocolate to taste, as well as hot drinks, other sweets, and Christmas tree lighting. Later on the 9th, director Ilakli Kapsadze will present his version of The Little Prince at Tbilisi's Nodar Dumbadze Theater at 7 p.m. The Museum of Literature in Tbilisi, which is really cool, and check it out if you haven't been just in general, um, they're exhibiting the work by artist Koka Vashakidze in a show called Modern Madonnas on display through the 11th. Social Artistic Project looks at images of mothers and infants, both a revered uh, and vulnerable group. On the 12th, Works in Progress series continues with a presentation by Guram Rcheolishvili, Georgian Literature in the Process of Translation by American writer and translator Trevor Durham. The presentation will be held at CRC in Tbilisi at 6.30. On the 13th, the Tbilisi Waldorf School is hosting a Christmas bazaar with handmade goods, musical performances, a puppet show, and food and drinks. On the 15th, the Astronomy Club of Georgia is hosting an astronomy evening in Tbilisi's Old Hippodrome at 7 p.m. where anyone can come and look at celestial objects with a telescope and discuss astronomy and science. If the weather's bad, the event will be moved to the next day. The International Organization for Migration, Georgia's Global Migration Film Festival, begins on the 14th, runs through the 18th, with double features of various aspects of immigration um, and migration every day in the Avidani Cinema in Tbilisi. Screenings are free. The seating is limited, but you can reserve a seat and get free popcorn by emailing IOMTbilisi. That's all written together. That's IOMTbilisi at IOM.int for international. The Batumi American Corner will also be screening two of the films on the 12th at 5 p.m. Check it out. There's some really, really great movies, and everybody should go to this film festival if, the, if at all possible. Tbilisi's Patara Gallery Exhibition, I Exist When You Are Here, Where You Never Were, I Can Never Be, is on display through the 10th of January. Leah Bagrationi's exhibition, A Mad Tea Party, runs at the Tbilisi History Museum through the 20th of January. Salome Modebadze, Revaz Javakashvili, and the Student Orchestra of Sadajashvili State Conservatory will be performing Rachmaninoff and Tchaikovsky at the Kutaisi State Opera House on the 10th at 7 p.m., Rachmaninoff and Tchaikovsky can't go wrong. Go to that if you're in Kutaisi. Creative Georgia, the Ministry of Education, Culture, Sports of Ajata Autonomous Republic, and the Goethe Institute have organized an incubation workshop for members of creative industries interested in op opening creative spaces in their communities. The workshop will be on the 15th and 16th, but registration is free, um, but closes on the 9th. Search for... Shemohmedebit Services Incubatori on Facebook for the link. That's it for this week. My Twitter address is at txtbuk. Our email is tbilpod at gmail.com or post the form on our website www.tbilpod.com. And we will finish with from 2009, Augusta, Georgia, and Brooklyn. This is Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings and Ain't no chimneys in the projects.